Hi, it's News Talk's Jess Kelly here. Are you ready to kick off the new year with some exciting travel plans? Well, you're in luck because the Aer Lingus January sale is here. There's over 4 million seats available in the Aer Lingus January sale. So whether you're dreaming of strolling along the Seine in Paris, exploring the historic streets of Rome or soaking up the sun in the Canary Islands, they've got you covered. But there's more. Enjoy up to 25% off on all the European and British destinations, including the likes of London, Berlin, Amsterdam, Barcelona and Malaga. And for those of you looking beyond Europe, you can jet off to North American destinations from as little as €179 each way as part of a return trip. Imagine the skyline views in New York, the glitz and glamour of LA or the magical atmosphere in Orlando. Need something to look forward to in 2024? Well, look no further. From family getaways to sun-soaked beaches, European city breaks or North American adventures, the Aer Lingus sale has a seat with your name on it. Sale ends on January 15th. Book your adventure today at aerlingus.com and make 2024 your year of unforgettable travel. Now, enjoy your podcast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Uh, Mary Hayes, Director of the Dublin Region Homeless Executive. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thanks again for coming in to us, Mary. Um, can we, we're interested in talking to you, I suppose, about your response to. There has been criticism from local politicians. They say they weren't told of plans to create homeless accommodation at the vacant pub in Rings End. Uh, they're saying there needs to be a better communication strategy uh, from the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive. I suppose your response to some of the criticism in the last few days. Thanks, Shane. Um, I guess for me, the most important thing is that we don't lose sight of what happened there. There was a criminal act, a very deliberate arson. Um, for me, what the most important message for me is that we lost accommodation for 12 to 14 families that would have been going in there in February. That is what matters. Um, it is not. Um, it is not because uh, residents in Ringsend protested. It is not because of a communication strategy that the place was burnt down. That's a criminal act, and I yeah, think it's important point. to keep the separation. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a point we have made ourselves on 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 the show uh, this morning uh, or in, in in previous mornings. I think it's a really reasonable point to make. Um, that's it. Your response to the, the the criticism, though, that the communication should have been better. Um, and I and I absolutely I understood that when I when I sent out the statement I understood that it was it was taken up that I had contacted everybody um, and I can easily see how that happened I corrected that as quickly as I could I mean I have no issue I have absolutely no issue with that I would say there was communication I was in close contact with people who, um, with local politicians who were on the ground and who had contacted me directly. Um, there was, you know, we had confirmed to the media, which as you know, is a departure from what we would normally do. And we had in this case, because there was so much fear mongering, I suppose, in terms of... In, in so this, it was actually out there in the media. Oh yeah, we had, we had, we had confirmed in media reports before Christmas that it was, um, and that, you know, and also local, um, some local politicians, they, they were actively on the ground. One of them had asked, asked it for me in writing. I gave it in writing before Christmas and they were dealing with residents. Saying specifically... That it was for, for use for ham- it was for family accommodation okay. um, because even when I looked at it at the beginning when we were we were looking at that um, you know we have a process in terms of how emergency accommodation comes into us we have an open tender we were originally 
considering it for, for, for a single accommodation and we looked at the area, the facilities, the location and we went, we opted for family accommodation. We confirmed all of that. Um, and it was out there in the media before it Christmas. It was in the media before Christmas, yes. So do you find it frustrating then when people say, oh, we didn't know about this? No, I accept the point. I, I mean, I think it's reasonable. The councillors make a fair point that once I, you know, once I was going out to the media and I was, I was speaking to, 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 to specific councillors, it's reasonable enough. I probably should have considered sending them all a formal communication. I don't have any great issue with that. And I think, you know, it, it, that's not unreasonable, but it's just, I would say to you that it is not normally what we would do. Yeah, I want to tease that out a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, tell us why you tend not to issue sort of formal notices to councillors about the use of, of a building for homeless accommodation. It's not so much to councillors, it's just, it's not, for me, I suppose what I'm concerned about is the people who are using the service. Um, and I guess for me, there's two things. The absolute imperative for me is that I have enough, you know, I have enough accommodation to place people in. That's that's really important. And also that people who are using that accommodation or who find themselves homeless are treated with dignity and not stigmatised. And I suppose for us, our current policy would be, it depends on the service. So if we're opening a, a very, a new service where there hasn't been a development before, then there is a consultation period that goes to area committee, etc. But if we're supposing we're using um, a, a guest house or a hotel or commercial facility that was, you know, previously would have been tourist or um, tourist class, and we're now placing people in it because just because they are homeless, we don't necessarily advertise that or yeah. say to people, "Look, it's, you don't want to put a big sign over no, the door." Effectively, you saying. have you, you know you have to think you have kids coming out to school every day, you have yeah. people working. You know, I guess I've been working in homelessness thirty years. I think we t- when we talk about homelessness, we really really think about the chronic. You know, when we talk about it in the media, we think about chronic homelessness, people with addiction, rough sleepers. Most of homelessness are people who come and go out of homelessness as quickly as they can and what they have is a housing need and they are working, they are living their lives and they just have this extra stress and I suppose I'm very conscious of that but I understand and that is not to take from the fears that people have in the community because you have to understand that I suppose when we talk about homelessness we often talk about a different thing. We talk about yeah. a small cohort within homelessness. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious, always curious about the notion and a little bit, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit sceptical of the notion of consultation when people talk about consultation. Now, look, I'm not saying there shouldn't be consultation, but I do sometimes wonder, does consultation, is that shorthand for a veto? Well, actually, Councillor Chu made that point very point, I think, yesterday. Yeah, and I think it is an excellent point in a sense is that it shouldn't be taken that because, you, you know, you shouldn't be taken that because you can consult that that means a veto and that can sometimes you know and sometimes in, by, in terms of protests and, 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 and stopping stopping building stopping works that is a, you know that is I suppose almost a tr- trying to veto or trying to stop the work so there is there is that fine line between communication and veto I think it's a very good point you made Do you encounter much opposition when you're um, uh, placing homeless people in, in accommodation uh, in various in various areas, is it something? Is there generally opposition? To no, this? it's a mixed bag, and I, I mean, you do have to think. I suppose it is what I said to you that if if you're placing, you know, if you're opening a single hostel, which is you know high support needs, you can understand that people have fears and concerns, and we do, you know, that's where you would have a lot of work, I suppose, trying to make sure that you're mitigating all those risks for for people. Um, in other areas, we've we've good contact with residence committees, etc. That people will contact us as soon as there's a problem. We have a complaints officer, we have property officers, we get out and we fix the problem. As quickly as we can. So it depends. It, it Services bed down over time. Okay. Uh, some councillors have said they, they're quoted saying they expect an apology for inferring that local councillors have had been contacted. Should they get an apology in relation to that particular point? Oh, I mean, I corrected straight away. The, the, you know, I corrected with both with both councillors in relation to my, in, in in relation to how what I had said had been picked up. I mean, that that's not the issue. I think the bigger issue around how 
it's, 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 it's the bigger issue around arson and around the fear and the climate that we're working in. That's a much bigger issue for the council. And I think that's what we'll be focusing on. I expect we have a council meeting next Monday night. We have a special committee for homeless housing, SPC. There, that's what I think we'll be focusing on the next coming weeks. Yeah. Is this a distraction for you in terms of, because you've, you've an important job to do. We just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? There's just, you don't get yeah, distracted. You just get on with it. You, yeah. get, you, do, you, you don't have time. How challenging is it at the moment finding accommodation for, for homeless uh, people? I, like, I'm sure, for example, that arson attack in Ringsend, that's a huge setback. Because, I mean, how many people were going to be uh, housed 14 there? families. There was up to, there was, there was provision for, say, 70 individual beds, but that's about 14, 12 to 14 families, depending on family sizes. Um, it was challenging before this. I'm very worried about what happens now. Really? Is it, it just the difficulty in sourcing accommodation? The difficulty in sourcing, the fear that's there, you know, that, that fear mongering and stoking in the community, you know, that, that, that scares me. That element of that criminal element and that, that preys on fear and dissension in communities, that, that is a worry to me. That will affect us all. Do we just need to do- tone down the rhetoric a little bit? All of us, maybe, including in the in the media, including politicians, including, I suppose, all of us, basically. I think we have to be mindful. And I would say to you, um, in Dublin City Council, I think my experience of Dublin City Councillors is, is there's a lot of there's a lot of cohesion on inclusion, on social inclusion. In general, people really stand strongly, firmly behind good principles and fair principles within, within the council. And I hope we continue. OK, uh, well, look, uh, the Dublin Region Homeless Executive does an extraordinary job in difficult circumstances. Thank you indeed. Uh, for coming in to us this morning, Mary Hayes, the director of the Dublin Region Homeless Executive. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk. Are you ready for a career leap? Working in a rapidly growing industry with 0% unemployment and a salary nearly double the average Irish earnings. Then go to cyberskills.ie. The demand for cybersecurity professionals is soaring. And now is your chance to reskill or upskill with a university accredited cybersecurity education. Our flexible part time online courses start in mid January. Register now to avail of a 30% subsidy and start your cybersecurity career. Visit cyberskills.ie.